0: This is Latour Live with Dave Latour on News Radio WHP 580. I mean, you, that was your lesson,
1: Frank. No. Your lesson is to never mess with a guy who controls the board. So, you know, Frank started messing with hey. Parksy as soon as he got in here. And what does Parksy do? He starts messing with us. Yeah. We were at, you know, we're at his mercy.
2: He always wants the last word. He always wants the last. It's like the last change.
1: You always get the last change. He sure does. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latour Live. This is Dave Latour. Joined, as always, by my on-air fiancé, Frank Schofield. Hey, now. (laughs) You should see the look on his face when he does that.
3: And Michael Parks. Parks Parksy, how are we? Great day to do radio with Mr. Schofield. You don't have a beef with me. That's just a beef with Schofield. Oh, I, I, Frank and I have a love-hate relationship. It's a love-hate relationship. No, it's not love-hate. It's it's we kind of we're like little brothers. He's like my little brother. I got you. We, we got work it. every day together. Yes, that's fair. Why do not you just stay out of it? I am. <laughs> go ahead. You two go. go no, we have nothing going on. Nothing oh, going now on. everything's fine. You're no, just a baby. He, he he stayed off, my he off my bunk bed. He got off my bunk bed. Welcome your show. everybody
1: do to Latour Live. We got a jam-packed show today. We're gonna have two guests. Our first guest. Believe it or not, it's going to be Brad Bumstead. He promises to call in this time. He's an investigative reporter with the caucus. He's going to let us know what the hell's going on with uh, defrocked former Attorney General Kathleen Kane. Whoa. What the heck happened to her? Yeah. She got sentenced to jail like two years ago. Guess what? She's, She's still, still not, not in there jail. There. And then we're going to I be. I recently saw her. I don't want to hear. Her. At a party. And then we're going to be. La- now we're going to be <laughs> I joined swear to God to... I did. No, you did. It was we're a graduation
2: be... party. I swear to God she was there. She Sat was right there. Sat right beside her with her sister.
1: Wow. Her and her twin sister were there? Yes, her?
2: absolutely.
1: Alright, we're gonna talk Brad about it. save it. Save well, it. No, I can't tell you where it was. Well but... you're gonna say, no, you're gonna give details.
2: Okay, there's not much to say. Yeah, just you hang have a, on. She just have an hang ankle ankle on, about that. on. It's a
1: hot No, drink. she has no monitoring going on. She did not. No, there's no ankle monitors.
2: I checked her legs out.
1: Oh, for God's sake. Well, it was
2: summertime. Stop it, was a it dress. man.
1: He had a dress on. Our second yeah, guest right. is going to be <laughs> Chip Chip Richter, Golf Pro Carlisle Country Club. He's going to give us a preview on, the, on this weekend's PGA Championship, where yeah. I will remind everybody mm-hmm. I'm in first place in my fantasy pool, and if I somehow pull this week off, I yeah. am the shiny new winner of $3,000 in cold cash. Yeah. Cash. Do
2: you consider this a sports talk show?
1: I think it's uh, everything. I think it's a little bit of everything.
2: Of the last eight shows that you've done...
1: Yes. Five times... Oh, you have come prepared. Wow.
2: Five times of the last eight, you've had guests on to talk specifically about World Cup, golf, sports betting, NCAA bracket. Like, whatever the shows are, you regularly... Have a sports. I guest think you got
1: to mix some sports in. I think that's what the people mix want. Mix in. You're at least seventy five percent. No, I don't think so. Today we got an investigative reporter. What's the facts are wrong? Uh, today we got an investigative reporter on, and then we're going to have somebody talking sports. I I, I think we kind of mix it up. We talk about entertainment, lifestyle, all that crap. I think we do a little bit of everything here at Latour Communications. Twenty seven shows.
3: Twenty seven <laughs> shows. And how many times shows did he go down through? Apparently seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently, through that's eight. not seventy percent.
1: Yeah, I mean, I no, think, I'm i feeling pretty good about myself. Not steps. very
3: good at math. Yeah, not just you, I just want
1: you to learn. Like I'm a veteran. Listen, everybody, I'm back. He's a failure. I'm happy. <laughs> San Diego was awesome. It was great to call in last week. I'm not depressed about the fact that last week at this time I was calling in from Hotel Del Coronado's beach in San Diego, California. Happy to be back here in sweltering Rio de Janeiro, otherwise known as Harrisburg. What the hell's going on with this weather, man? Uh-huh. I mean, it's been brutal here. It's been a brutal summer. Is your boat in the water? No, nah, my boat hasn't been in it over a month. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, and there's no time soon. Water, it- Glad I got it recarpeted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't used it once since. It'll, say it'll save it for next year. I guess.
3: Pride it- of the Susquehanna can't move. It's a wounded pride. Yeah. Losing tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, losing a lot of money. That's, something, that, that's, that's bankruptable
1: stuff right there. No, it's really no sad because that's a nonprofit foundation yes. that runs the uh, Harrisburg Riverboat. Yeah, the river's hot. Is the river still hot? Hey Frank, you see this white pants? What do you think? I love my white pants. pants. I Hagers? think more men should wear white pants. I just want to make that point today on the show. I hope everybody listens. Actually, next week's guest is going to give us a fall fashion preview for men. Oh, that's and good. I'm sure. Uh, I don't want to talk about sports. I don't want to have a sports guest on. Right. So they're going to talk about fashion. Yes, okay. Works. Men's fashion. <laughs> and I'm going to be interested to hear what his take is on white pants for men in the summertime. Now, I believe in not wearing white pants Who's after Labor guess? Day. I'm not telling you. Is
2: it the guy that runs the men's shop downtown Harrisburg? It
1: will be, yes, Michael from Michael Boyd's Men's Shop. <laughs> the official clothier of, of Latour Live. Dave great. Latour and let's go. So alive. I go
2: in there and I mention your name. Yeah, okay. So I go in He's and I'm like, like- did he I'm go who? And he goes, oh, Mr. Latour is a very good guest here. i a very <laughs> flying client. So I'm like, that's fantastic. So I'm looking around and I see, not, I know exactly what I want. Yeah. They don't have it. Well, what did you want? I just wanted a light golf shirt. I was going to go somewhere the next day and I wanted a, a nice light shirt. I was going to be on a boat, but long story. Yeah. So, but they didn't have it. He didn't he have golf it. shirt, sir. So- But not what you liked. So I go to leave. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And he looks at me and he gives me this look. You didn't see anything you like? And I'm like, now, Are you sure? <laughs> and then I just popped out.
1: <laughs> How could you walk out of that store and not buy something? Well, guess what? He Frank, did. Frank did. Frank Scoville did. I'm just. I'm. I'm just so. I'm just glad you went in. I think that's a monumental step forward for you in your men's fashion. I mean, uh, does that mean this winter we're going to move away from the vest look you had going last summer? You know Dave, I I've, I've
2: been trying to negotiate off this show.
1: I kind of like Alex Karras look from Webster when he always Alex had Karras. when he always had that vest thing going on.
2: Former football great Alex Karras. Wow. More by people. the end
1: by next summer, Parksy? Yep. If Frank's still on the show, we're going to have him wearing golf shirts and white pants. We're going to have all that stuff going.
3: Back in the 70s <laughs> me and Frank used to wear white pants. Never,
1: They're back. I never did.
2: You know, RJ Harris came up to me this morning. Yeah, and said I found another person that really likes the tour show, and I look at him like, like who the hell's that? I said what? They go yeah, another person loves the show. I'm like,
3: you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Is it our boss Ranger Dan? No,
1: no. So oh, I had, RJ likes it. So I, I, I want to briefly say I want to thank Jill for hosting Joe Gingrich for uh, stepping in and hosting the show last week. But I had two very loyal listeners text me together, text me together to say, hey man. You know, next time, two guys, next time, why don't you just have us ho- guest host the show? Of you know, having the women on kind of really brings the show down, Aww. you because know, you got a vibe going here. No and way. I said, you know what I said, or you know what I thought? Wait, wait who it, said that? I'm not going to go into names. I'm they not wanted gonna, me and Parks to do it. No, they, or, they wanted to come in and do, do it. it. Oh. And my point is, not everybody can do this. This is hard stuff, radio. I mean, people don't know how much we plan to do this show, and then we have to meet with the lawyers to go through all of our show topics. We need to clear everything. We need to make sure what we say. We have show meetings. Yeah, we have show meetings. We have constant production time that we put into this. Bit planning, everything it's, else. You just don't come on here and talk, man. No. People think they <laughs> man, do. Man. Right. People think they do. People think Jill just showed up and just, you know, kind of just ran with it. She did not. Well, she kind of did. <laughs> yeah, well, she did. Frank, work with me here, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, come on, work with me. This is hard stuff, though. You just don't come on a radio show and think you can talk about stuff. Nope. You know, and then you interview people who you know are you know are good interviews but they get nervous you get nervous once there's a big microphone in front of your face i mean you really is so you do. i do. so not, I, it's not as easy as everybody thinks so I, I, so I want to credit i want to credit jill big time for stepping in last for stepping in last week i firmly believe that you know having a woman's point of view on this show from time to time is not a bad thing at all nope. uh because there's just because we're just not smart enough for everybody in this world right. quite frankly uh, especially Frank. So I mean, it's just it's just one of those things where I, I you know I look forward to the next time I'm away, Jill
3: doing it again. Quite yep. frankly, what do you think? I Parsi? absolutely right. I'm a firm believer of uh, female voices and humor on WHP Five. Frank, what do you
2: think? Um, it's your show.
3: Sure. Wow. I'm in. He's that just was so a, negative. That wasn't a uh, testament. That was such for, a political
1: yeah. political answer. Hey, by the way. I'm really mad that we don't have this information in time for our show. We tape on Wednesdays. Then we're immediately up on iTunes and and on the uh, WHP 580 podcast page. But our show doesn't air on WHP until Saturday. Today, Mike Pence, our vice president, is delivering a speech outlining. Space wars.
3: No, really?
1: Space I wanted to play it again. Wars.
3: Yeah. Play the one with all the sound effects. Space that Force is the one two. with all the sound effects. Space Force Two. There's no, another yeah, there.
1: a... Kind of let him trail off there. Oh yeah. How about that? Yeah. He's giving a speech. They're going to form. They want to form a. a they want to form a new branch of the military for space. What's your thoughts on him, S- Pence? Yeah. Uh, he's too conservative for my politics. Does he ever get that look? Do you ever see that look in his eye? Well, he just... Anybody who <laughs> he who his go, look. Anybody who won't go out to dinner w- without their wife if other women are going to be present is odd to me. Yeah. Anybody who would fund gay conversion therapy is a moron. Yes. Uh, what, so, about, what about the so whole... So he's too conservative for me on a number of social levels. What? I think... Practical policy, a lot of things that this administration is doing, I like, but there's just that ongoing incessant craziness. It just frankly drives me crazy. I'm sorry, I cut you off. It's all right. Now what are you gonna say? He what just about, has
2: that crazy look all the time, like that Will Ferrell doing George W. Bush look, where his
1: the eyes are squinted, looking I, into space, like he's so. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think he's very polished. I you know as. Rep- as, as as politicians go, I think he's very, very polished, actually. Right. I think he's I think he's pretty quick on his feet with an answer. Um, you know, he's hard to, to, you know, to get into a corner. And quite frankly, he's Trump's straight man. He's President Trump's straight man. I just have a hard time with a lot of his stands on. So he won't go out to dinner without his wife if there's going to be other women present. How do you feel about the Manafort trial as you're watching that every day? I don't think it has anything really to do with the Trump administration. I mean, they made Donald Trump was an outsider who, uh, took a lot of bad advice and hired Paul Manafort to run the campaign. Had no idea they didn't do any vetting about Manafort. I mean, all the red flags are there. A lot of people knew Manafort came with a lot of baggage, and he screwed up. And he wasn't even with the campaign that long. But there's no collusion there. I know everybody wants collusion, but there's no collusion. Good. You read the bullet points. Um, What about as far as Alex Jones? Talk, Talk about him. I don't think we should be in to censoring people on any forms of social media unless it's hate crime unless unless what they're doing is a hate crime and so I I just really feel like once you start censoring where do you stop Uh, and I think I think Alex Jones should be on I don't even know the guy but I've, I've watched a couple of his things I think he should be on just so people understand what a buffoon he is that's it That's all I got. Hey, guys, first segment's in the book. We're going to be right back with Brad Bumstead, investigative reporter for the Caucus.
0: Hear Latour live anytime online on our podcast page at whp580.com. Now back to Latour Live with Dave and Frank on News Radio WHP 580. Is that
1: Atlantis Morissette?
0: It's
1: Atlantis Morissette. Is it? Jagged Little Pill. Yeah, it's Atlantis I Morissette. I, it. I thought it was a cult song at first. No. Cult was cult. good. I think the cult was underrated. So underrated. Yeah. You and I agree on Do
2: that. Do you know his son, the lead singer of the cult, lead guitarist, then went on to. Um, Red Motorcycle Club, black, some some motorcycle
1: club band, really
2: strong. You should check them
1: out. Huh. Send me, uh, send me a link or something. Like okay. the Pagans or?
2: No, it's a, it's a band. No, oh, no, so a band. <laughs> yeah, know. I hear you. You just age yourself, Parks.
1: Hey, guys, just to remind everybody, listen to our show anytime on the iHeartRadio app, the WHP580.com podcast black, page. Black Rebel Motorcycle Or subscribe to our show on iTunes. Of course, our show airs every Saturday at 2 o'clock on The Mothership, WHP 580. And with that, I want to welcome in our first guest. He's an investigative reporter, a longtime investigative reporter. He currently works at the caucus. His name is Brad Bumstead. We spent a lot of years at the Pittsburgh Tribune Review where I got to know him. Uh, I've known him for a long time and nobody does it better than Brad. Brad, thanks for being on the show.
4: Thank you. Although I had no idea what you were talking about with those the, those musical groups, you know. I mean yeah, I, I, not
1: both, Brad. You have to understand that uh, uh, Frank is really into music. He's like an encyclopedia, and mm-hmm. so when he talks about motorcycle, yeah. something, motorcycle, I've got no idea. But I did know who the Cult was.
4: Well, you you know, he says you age yourself with that. I mean, I'm thinking like the Andrews Sisters, uh, <laughs> Benny Goodman's band, Harry James. Yeah, you know, it's like you know. Yeah, anyway. thanks, Brad. stick it up stick it up for the old man yeah there
1: you go there you go hey so I think that really uh supports a point I wanted to make about journalism and journalists uh great reporters like Brad who have been around for a long time and have seen it all and I guess the first question I and I was reporter for about 10 years and there are things that I miss about it but Brad has always been how long have you been a reporter now Brad
4: Forty-four years. What
1: keeps you going in the profession, where you can just, at some point, just break from being so cynical?
4: Well, I, I don't think about cynicism or anything like that. I mean, I just try to every day, just you know, do the the, the best I can and unravel the truth, as it as a quote truth, I guess you put it in air quotes, uh, as best you can, peel away layers to find out what really happened. On a story, it could be a daily story. It doesn't have to be a long-term investigation, but obviously, the more time you have, uh, the the better you can do that. And here at the caucus, this new initiative—new, well, it started a a year and a half um, ago—we have uh, the the time, relatively speaking, to to do uh, deep dives on stories, do investigative stories, and some of them take months to do. Some take weeks. Uh, Some we get. Done in a week week time frame, so just depends on how complicated it is.
2: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I have a question for you. How did you yeah. feel? I mean, there's a statement last week that a moment that came out for all journalists with Jim Acosta talking about to Sarah Sanders about you know not saying that the media is bad. I mean, I think all journalists kind of perked their head up and like, what's she going to say? And he was kind of standing up for everyone. First of all, did he cross the line in asking that question? And B, uh, talk about her response to you and how you felt about the whole incident.
4: Well, I, I don't know. I didn't follow it that closely but Come on. Yes, it's it's hard to it's hard to cross the line at all in Washington anymore. So you know what I mean? It's like uh, so it's many outrageous things yeah, it happened that that that's mild on, on the scale of things. I mean, far more important to reporters and to think about is the the multiple slayings that took place at the Maryland newspaper and you know, how new you know, reporters have become a target you know just like like uh, uh certain politicians or other people and it's uh you know what causes that I don't know but we've never been high on the the popularity poll uh usually rank somewhere with lawyers and and tax collectors
1: do you Brad do you sense that not that somebody's calling you up and threatening you but do you sense Uh, in your daily travels in Harrisburg and up the state capitol, that the whole fake news phenomenon and the attacks and the way the president attacks the media, do you, do you get a sense that that has changed uh, people? Are people more inclined to be more aggressive with reporters?
4: No, I don't think so. I mean, it just depends who the reporters are, I guess, but you know, we're still as aggressive as we've ever been Sure. uh, to, to, Go to legislators and say, "What is this?" I've only heard, you know, one guy recently talking about fake news. Uh, uh, Representative Metcalf, who's uh, a nut, the, controver- the controversial figure. I'm trying to be kind. Uh, <laughs> from from uh, Butler County, Allegheny <laughs> County, uh, um, was Rep. the subject of an in-depth uh, report by Philadelphia Magazine, and he had, on his Facebook had called it fake news and some other things. I mean, it was. He called it a hit piece. Um, it, it sure wasn't gentle, but uh, they set out to portray him as the the, the, the uh, villain of, of Philadelphia, the guy who's up here against all things Philadelphia. And, you know, he probably would wear that proudly.
1: One of the things that I like about what you're doing now, Brad, when you talk about investigative stories is you're now fully committed to, I think, what is a rare publication. In, the, in this day and age when people are dialing back print, and dialing back their investigative uh, uh, a stable of reporters, Lancaster newspapers introduced the caucus, and you're one of their investigative reporters. Can you talk to us a little bit about the caucus? You know, uh, sure. how long has it been up? What are you guys doing? And you know, how do people get a copy of it?
4: It started in January 2017. There are uh, th- uh, three of us uh, uh, here on the side of the the. the um, uh River um myself as the bureau chief Paula Knudsen who's an investigative reporter and Sam Janish who works for us and also swings back to LNP. But we have a we have a secret weapon out in Pittsburgh, uh uh longtime uh reporter for the Tribs i Team, which is where I knew him. Actually he'd been a uh, uh an intern here in the Capitol newsroom, Mike Wershag, sure. and he's just a dynam- dynamite uh reporter, does our database work Great writer, so uh, we have those folks, and we have interns that swing through, and uh, there's one who's uh, uh actually we've had three help us this summer when we get a little short staff but basically, what we do is we every week we put out a uh, a cover story that's in depth look at someone or something, uh, and that's where the investigative stories usually come in a column that is not a a funny ha ha column but it, it tries to provide some actual information things that you haven't heard about before, it's called Overheard on 3rd, and we do an in-depth Q&A uh, with a, a political figure or you know uh, someone of stature in, in, the, in the area or in the state. And we've recently done Vince Fumo, uh, we did Bill Kostopoulos, uh, the uh, defense attorney uh, that came out this Tuesday, you know, and he's handled everything from the Jay Smith, the political corruption trials, we've done all of the legislative leaders, Governor Wolf um uh republican scott wagner uh and those interviews um despite our hard edge that we have on on the the cover stories we try to have those just as a conversation so people can learn something about those people yeah we don't let them get away with with sure um craziness but um it, it is more intended if, if they're willing to you know go in that direction just to find out what they're really like and the truth about
1: them. We're talking with Brad Bumstead, investigative reporter for the caucus. And in your latest issue, you catch us up on Kathleen Kane. Just to remind everybody, she was our um, uh, attorney general here in Pennsylvania. And on August 15th, 2016, She was sentenced to prison for two counts of perjury, two counts of false swearing. Maybe not prison, but she hasn't been sentenced yet. I can't remember, Brad. You can catch us up. Two counts of obstructing justice, criminal conspiracy, official oppression, criminal conspiracy to commit official oppression. (laughs) I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Here we are two years later. She's still not in jail. What the heck's going on?
4: That's what we set out to find out. I mean, it's it's. uh... Um, you know, it, it seems uh, amazing that she's still out of prison. She was sentenced in October of 2016 to a 10 to 23 month term. Of course, uh, she was given bail, $75,000. Um, and um, uh, but she's not under house arrest. She's not wearing ankle bracelets. They lifted her passport. She can't go out of the country, but she can pretty much go wherever she wants uh And still remains up in the the Scranton area from various sources we've talked to. Uh, I couldn't get a hold of her for the article. I even called her her twin sister's law firm and left a message. And they they did call back right at at deadline and said, you know, she's not going to talk to you. Um, But she is appealing now um, to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. She lost her appeal uh, before the Superior Court at that point. Um, A lot of people do go to jail, but um, and and then they file their appeal with the Supreme Court inside. But it's totally up to the judge in the case. What we learned is that um, on sentences that run two years or more, you're likely to go to prison and have to appeal from prison. Uh, Sentences up to two years, um, you're likely to stay out. And and be able to do your appeal. However, the judge on either side of that equation can say, "No, nope, I'm not going to do that because this guy's a danger to the community. He's violent. Now, he's now, drug... it... now Brett,
1: we got our st- we got our former state treasurer too. Correct? He's still not in jail.
4: He's still not in jail. But uh, he's uh, um, that's uh, Rob McCord. You're talking about. Yeah. Is that uh, like
1: three years uh, ago or four years, uh, years ago uh, at this point?
4: And that's three, two and a half, three years ago. But he uh, uh, was. Uh, Working for the federal government during that period. Uh, <laughs> they, they were constantly debriefing him. He reportedly may have even worn a wire. Um, he testified at, at, at a hearing, I mean, at a trial that was, was held for a, a man named Richard Ireland, and uh, Judge John Jones threw the case out. Uh, in the middle right. against uh, Ireland, and, uh, who was accused of being a middleman and taking money from uh, the state investment uh, money, and he uh, threw it out uh, because they just hadn't proved it. And some people thought that McCord had gone south on the prosecutors, where he, he hmm. wasn't owning up to what he claimed originally, Uh, I don't know the story behind that, but we'll hear very shortly he's going to be sentenced uh, before the end of this month in federal court here in Harrisburg, and we'll find out that he earned his good time with uh, the prosecution for his work, or they uh, believe he he, uh, crossed them, you know, and that has a lot to do with what your sentence is going to be. It's not the only thing. Most of these uh, politicians like Kathleen Kane and Rob McCord are first-time offenders. You know, they, they haven't been in prison before. They don't have a criminal record. Um, so that, that gets a lot of um, weight in this, too. Um, so with Kane, Kostopoulos, uh, uh, who, when we interviewed him we asked about this, and he, yeah. of course, has handled all kinds of cases, and he said what her appeal before the Supreme Court is a Hail Mary pass. And it really is. And he said, he said I based that on the statistics. So we went and got the statistics. And... In 2017, there were 1,900 petitions for allowance of appeal before the Supreme Court, and there were 97, um, um, less than 1%, that were granted, uh, 97 of 1,900. So the the odds aren't very good, and and that's criminal and civil. So you have to have a special case. However, there's always a but in this business, right? Sure. That that, um, Kathleen Kane is a Democrat. She was the first woman and the first Democrat Elected attorney general and uh, the Supreme Court a um, year and a half ago changed to uh, from a Republican to a Democrat majority. Um, will, the, the, will the Democratic Supreme Court look at this case differently and see a way that they would should uh, overturn Kane's conviction? I don't know. Uh, some law professors we've talked to, being objective about it, said, "Say no. Uh, you know, they're not going to do that and have that be their their legacy. The law is the law. If they think, if they really think it is, yeah, they will. But they'll play it straight. In other words. But some are uh, suspicious because of other rulings that have come down uh, in in some of the bonus gate sentences for." Uh, Mike Vion and and John Purzel.
1: We got about a minute left here with Brad Bumstead, investigative reporter of the caucus. Brad, uh, you've also written a couple books on uh, corruption here in the state capitol in Harrisburg. I'm just gonna put you on the spot here, got less than 60 seconds left. In your 44 years, what has been the worst example, what politician has been the worst example of corruption that you've covered?
4: Well, I think and you got to well, pick, no, pick one.
1: You got to pick one.
4: I'm going to pick one. I think that that uh, um, Al Benedict, uh, the, the former state treasurer, um, in what was uncovered and alleged, um, you know, it, it, he was really selling jobs for money to use for campaigns. Well, <laughs> okay, he did a lot of that, but there was also, you know, a whole slew, of, a list of things that the prosecutors presented. Uh, uh, t- uh, toward the time of him being sentenced, of um, you know taking kickbacks and you know all kinds of stuff. It was pervasive. The guy was a crook. I mean, he <laughs> really was a crook. But he was one of the most likable politicians uh, I ever met. I enjoyed you know talking to Al Benedict. Oh my God, you know he was he was he was funny. He Great was, quote. Uh, charismatic, you know, and and um, uh, uh, an amazing guy who you know. I just remember he smoked one cigarette after another, like to pound down the drinks. And, and uh, he, he was um, uh, corrupt, but a great guy.
1: Brad That's Bumstead. Understand. Brad Bumstead, investigative reporter, the caucus, author of several books on corruption uh, here in Harrisburg. Brad, I really appreciate your time. Um, uh, please come on the show again. I'm sure we're going to have plenty to talk about because, after all, this is Harrisburg and it's synonymous with corruption.
4: It's Pennsylvania. You're right.
1: (laughs) Thanks a lot, Brad. We'll talk to you soon.
4: Thanks for having me on. Bye.
1: See
0: you. Latour Live lives on our podcast page at WHP580.com. This is Latour Live with Dave Latour on News Radio WHP five eighty. Who sings this?
1: Uh, Jesus Jones. Jesus Jones. That's a total nineteen nineties band, isn't it? Yeah. Um. It goes back to my college I, I days. Say early nineties. Goes back to my college days, Frank. Yeah. Partying at the Alpha Phi Delta frat house. Wearing we're white pants. I never wore white pants. I'm wearing white pants now and never wore white pants. Did you see he
2: posted a picture of himself? It looks good. good.
3: Looks We're, good. Wearing the white pants? Looks good. Was it from his butt? He's such a chick. It was a butt I'm image? not a chick. I just I'm a slave to fashion. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, Schoolman's like he's a good man fashion
1: magnet. Sorta. Sorta. <laughs> I think, you know, I think Frank could do better. He knows well, he the
2: can Alex do better. Karras look, you know, I tried to rock he, he, it. He could do, he could do better.
3: <laughs> Alex Karras. I tried great. to rock it, man. It was great. Hey,
1: so listen, I want to bring in our next guest, a uh, good friend of the show, my uh, favorite golf teacher in the world. Uh, and I don't say that lightly or easily because he's also a pain in the butt. Uh, Chip Richter, head golf pro, Carlisle Country Club. Chip, how are we? Uh,
5: Dave, I'm
1: doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, I I we love two, having you uh, two timer Chip,
2: right? Second time?
1: He's a two time. Right, yeah. He's a two timer two-timer show.
2: You're gonna be like two-timer, Bob Hobson. Yeah. We, look. This man is destroying golf.
1: Chip Chip is on the show because this is a as you all know, a big week for me. I lead my fantasy, national golf fantasy league, about a hundred guys. I'm in first and the winner takes home three thousand dollars in cash. Cash boring. It's not boring. Shut up. <laughs> Chip, tell us about the PGA Championship in Bellarive. I've never heard of the damn Golf Course. I didn't even know they had golf courses in St. Louis, quite frankly. Is there anything you can tell us about this place?
5: Well, yeah, I can tell you a handful of things. First of all, you know this is a very special week for us at the PGA of America. Uh, there's, a, there's a difference between the PGA and the PGA Tour. A lot of people don't know that. The PGA of America is actually what I'm a member of, and it's the world's largest sports organization with 29,000 men and women across the country. Uh, And we run two events, basically, two big events. We run the PGA Championship and we run the Ryder Cup. Everything else you watch on the Sunday is run by the PGA Tour or Augusta National or the USGA. But this is kind of our showcase for our members, uh, people out in the field growing the game and trying to teach the game. Bell Reve is our venue this week. Uh, It's an interesting target. Because, you know, it was
1: founded way back in the We're losing you. We're losing your connection. What are you, on the turnpike? Uh,
5: We are, yeah. Am I I breaking up? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah, so Bell Reed was founded back in 1960 and five years later hosted its first U.S. Open, won by Gary Player. Uh, It hasn't hosted a whole ton of events, though. Um, It did host the PGA Championship in 1992. Uh, which was won by Nick Price, as well as a senior open won by Peter Jacobson. They were scheduled to host a FedEx Cup tournament uh, back in 2001, but it was the week after the events of 9/11, and that event was canceled. So sure. we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of intel on this place. Nobody really knows exactly what to expect this week.
1: So um, go ahead. No, go ahead, Chip. Is, is,
5: it, it, it has been lengthened considerably uh, by the open doctor, Reese Jones, son of the, of the uh, designer. And uh, it is now up to about 7,500 yards. It's famous for holes 14 through 16, known as the ridge, uh, a very long stretch with a couple of par fours that are almost 500 yards playing back into the wind. Uh, from what I'm seeing, it's very wet down there. They've had a lot of weather delays. But the odd thing is, if you look at its past champions. And runner-ups, you know, 92, you had Nick Price win, relatively short hitter. John Cook and Nick Faldo were runner-ups, very short hitters. Peter Jacobson, not a long hitter, winner of the Senior Open. Uh, So, you know, it doesn't look like it's Bombers Alley, but yet it's 7,500 yards. So I I think anyone that says they really have a good idea what's going to happen this week is probably fibbing to you a little bit. If you
1: could build a perfect golfer to win this tournament, what would that golfer do? Uh,
5: From what I'm seeing a wet golf course with big greens. So all of a sudden I'm thinking someone who hits it a long way in the air, you're not going to get a lot of roll and somebody you're going to probably hit a lot of greens out there. So it's going to be somebody who putts really well. Uh, it's, you know, the greens are massive and uh, you're not going to see as many people chipping, et cetera, from these greens. So, you know, you're going to, you're going to have to do two things. You're going to have to hit high and hard, and you're going to have to be able to two putt from 50, 60 feet because you're going to have a lot of those putts.
1: So chip, So let's just get right down to it, okay? Oh, boy, here we go. My my three picks to win with $3,000 on the line in the Showcase Showdown is Justin Thomas, because I think he's the most complete player on the tour, Jason Day, and Tommy Fleetwood. Now, tell me that I'm right.
5: Uh, Do they give prizes for second, third,
1: fourth? All right, come on. Mr. Expert, tell me, tell me who you got.
5: Well, I know you've got a little salary cap to work with in your pool. I list, do, so I'm, I can't, I can't exactly say that when I look at it, I, I, I'm looking at it that way. But Rory McElroy is dangerous. He hits it high and hard, and the stats show Rory is wasting a good ball striking year, just like it shows Justin is, wa- is, is wasting a good. Uh, just, or, pardon me, Jordan Spieth is wasting a good ball striking year. Uh, if Rory hits the ball well this week, he's been putting very well. He should be dangerous. Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas are always good picks. They fit that mold, hit it a long way in the air. Uh, but I gotta tell you, I like Ricky Fowler.
1: Get out of Rick- town, yeah. Ricky really Fowler yeah. is the next Lee Westwood. How dare you? How dare you, Chip? Come on this show and pronounce Ricky Fowler.
5: Well, I again.
1: He's your pick. So you're saying he's your pick.
5: If I had to pick, well, yeah, he probably would be. I mean, I like all four of those guys. I like Rory. I like Dustin. I like Justin. But Ricky played well Yeah, at times the last few weeks. He hits it high. He hits it hard enough. And he's got a fantastic short game. He's a, probably the... Greatest putter and bunker player in the world. And, uh, he is really good on,
1: on the short game, but I can't help but think him being two strokes back on Saturday at the open, on the tee box at six, and hooking it left OB. I mean, he always, and then it, his tournament was over right there. You know, that, and,
5: and that's fair criticism, but remember, this is also the guy that stood on 18T at Augusta back in April, two back, and made birdie on 18 to force Patrick agreed to go par par to win. So, He's been there and he has handled it at times. It's not like he's never come through in the clutch. Uh, you know, he won the Players Championship in overtime. Uh, he, he's he's gotten it done on the big stage a few times as well.
1: Yeah, Dave. If Ricky Fowler <laughs> shut up, Parks. <laughs> if Ricky Fowler wins this, I've got to, I've got to just say like, there's got to be some sort of bet here. If Ricky Fowler wins this, I will what? Because he is not going to win it. You're if Ricky Frank- Fowler wins this, I will what? Give Frank You're your white be- pants.
3: You I don't want these pants.
1: I will never I'll agree to never wear white pants these white (laughs) pants again. All right, if Ricky Fowler wins, I will never wear ever white pants again. No, you don't have to go that far. Ever. that's how strongly I feel about this. That's
5: fair. I think that's fair. Because white
1: (laughs) pants, Chip, white pants are a staple of my summertime look. And I will tell you that they are integral to how I dress in the summer, and so I am willing to lay that on the line if freaky wins will cost you money if, well well it just depends i'm in first in my fantasy league oh. i could i could like like chip said, I could have the second, third, and fourth finisher, and right. I'll probably win okay, I'll probably win. So, I mean, I don't know. But if those guys crap out, I'm screwed. Top three win money. I could finish out of the top three if these guys bomb out. Yeah. So I may not win anything.
0: Well,
5: and it could be like that. You know, we don't see sure. golf course. I could see some unknowns, you know. I mean, you could see, a, remember, Sean McKeel winning at Oak Hill or Y.E. Yang. Who's
1: uh, Y.E. Yang staring down Tiger Woods? Yeah. I mean, Who's... You know, and at this golf course, who knows?
3: What about that I mean, Italian guy, Mussolini? Is he going to play? Oh, I had him in the open. Yeah, he's going to play Mussolini.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. Who's Francesco Molinari. Who's doing the broadcast? Fox? CBS. So it's going to oh. be Jim Nance. Right. Hey, who do you got, Thank Chip? God. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Chip, who do you got as a dark horse? Are any dark horses that you're looking out there you think might sneak up and, and steal this thing? Kind of like a, uh, a Jimmy Walker two years ago uh, kind of deal or Jeffy even like Mus- a Duffner. Well, All right. How about arnie palmer is he gonna come back come on don't be a smart ass man yeah frank this is serious this is great you're just a total smart ass just shut up this is golf. he said it first shut up chip go ahead dark horse
3: uh,
5: well if i would say patrick cantley played well last week he certainly got the package to do it tony finow bombs the ball
1: he sure uh, does
5: advantage this week i don't know that you call him a dark horse i mean he's been playing pretty well lately uh, so you know those two guys come to mind. Uh, I'm big on Peter Uihlein, but I, I, you know, I just he hasn't been doing anything lately. But he does fit the mold. Uh, so Chip, what Xander about
1: Shoffley? Xander Schauffele? Yeah, yeah, but but what about um, Rafa Cabrera Bello?
5: Well, I love him. But <laughs> I figured if I said something, you you know, I love the way that guy hits the golf ball. But you give me too much grief about. It. I mean,
1: it's, he picks it's, Rafa Cabrera Bello at every tournament. and The guy. Barely ever makes a cut in a major. Well, Curtis Strange. Corey Pavin.
2: Shut up, Frank. Any of
1: those guys got a chance? Frank. You suck. Frank, yeah. how about... Jackass. Frank, could you just shut up? What a jerk. <laughs> Chip. Yeah. Chip, on behalf of the entire L- Latour Live team, I apologize right. for Frank. Yeah. Uh you know no and problem. Frank Frank actually likes golf. he's actually a pretty decent golfer. Colin and Comrie, is he a chance? <laughs> you know what I mean, what a jerk you're a jerk me you're being a jerk right now. <laughs> chip's laughing Can we all- uh. <laughs> chip, am I winning the three grand? you think I'm going to win?
5: Well, Davy, if you do, I'll be glad to help you spend it, but uh, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I hear you, brother.
5: I, gotta, I, gotta say, I do like your picks, and I, I honestly think that this one's such a crapshoot. I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen at this golf course. I mean, it's been one, you know, short hitters have been very competitive on it, but it's 7,500 yards. It's wet. It's got big greens. I think there's 120-some guys that could win this golf tournament. Take away the club pros who are in there. Pretty much everyone else can win.
1: Well, yeah
5: it'll be fun to watch
1: hey so by the way uh we caught you on the road you're coming home from a college tour with your daughter right
5: we are yes she's a senior uh, she is a senior at camp bill and uh she's got some southern blood in her she's focused on high point and uh florida gulf coast and old dominion but we did look at st joe's and westchester just the last couple days and uh on our way
1: back now. Big West, big Westchester fan here. I think any college like Westchester that has a beachfront to it, I think would be really great. So yeah, I, I definitely I'm rooting for her to pick uh, Westchester.
2: What about Roy McAvoy? Does he have a chance? Does Roy McAvoy have a chance?
1: <laughs> this whole segment's gone off the rails, Chip. I like and I Roy. apologize. I like Roy. He's got can a great caddy. His mic is God, off, God, and quite frankly, I should have turned that. I should have turned that damn thing off. Uh, Turn his turn his mic off. You, turn his mic off. This is cool. This you is can. ridiculous. You can. You can turn
3: it off. I did. He keeps turning it back on. Oh, you can just slide him down. Oh, John hey, Chip, <laughs> we love you, man.
5: <laughs> hey, thanks. And let's do this again before the Ryder Cup. That'll be a fun one to talk about. Yeah,
1: we'll talk to you before Ryder Cup. That should be a great yeah. tournament in Paris. Thanks, man.
5: Absolutely. Take care. Everyone enjoy the PGA Championship. thanks for having me on.
1: Thanks, Chip. That was Chip Richter. Uh, Head Golf Pro Carlisle Country Club. And we'll be back with our last segment on Latour Live. Frank may or may not be here.
2: This man is destroying golf.
0: This is Latour Live with Dave Latour on News Radio WHP five eighty.
1: Hey, welcome back to Latour Live. How was that one, Frank? Was that, was that a great. good one? It's great. Is that perfect? Wasn't it? Come on, it you was perfect, it. don't you think? You're the I mean, best. I, Dave. Thank you. I appreciate that. I try very hard. I know you do. You pull but- I Try. I try very. What was that?
2: Name the band. Did
1: you hear something? Oh, this is uh, Chicago. Yep, good call. I'm old. I get it. Not too old to wear white pants.
2: How did you feel about Neil Diamond playing uh, for the firefighters out in California?
1: I think Neil Diamond is one guy I would come out of retirement to see in concert. <laughs> yeah. Him and Phil Collins.
3: Those two. Yeah. I'd
1: i I'd come out of retirement friends. for that. Hey, listen, we, uh, we went a little long in his interview, so we got about seven, eight minutes. Real quick, Frank, what are you watching? Uh, Yellowstone, also watching Castle Rock. Do you like I haven't looked at Castle Rock? Is it worth yeah, checking out? You know, it, I'll give you a little
2: backstory. story. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, Shawshank. It's, it's Shawshank prison. Uh like 10
1: 20 years after uh, Andy. Andy was there. Ooh. No kidding? Yeah. And now I'm hooked. Now that you just told me that, I'm in. It's in. You're in. And Yellowstone's fantastic. The yeah. scene in the last episode <laughs> with the sister and the governor really Going at each other in yeah. the governor's office. She's so great. It was it's so just, great, man. Beth is so great. Oh, just, it's such a good show, man. I just, I just want to go out some night with her and just hang out.
2: <laughs> go to, go to Cafe Dude, she's Fresco. Irish.
1: She, she's Irish in real life. You just, the, you say the character. I just want to hang out with her. The character, not the actual. She, she, it'd be such a challenge. Like, hey, how you doing? I'd be
2: scared. It'd be fun.
1: Do you want to know what I'm watching? Um, It's she, back, ladies and gentlemen. It's back. The best show on television. Hmm. And it runs 10 friggin' months. Ren and Stimpy. We are back. The Premier League is back in action starting this weekend. Tottenham Hotspur opening up on the road against Newcastle Football Club. Should be one heck of a game. And Frank, I did a little research for you. Yeah. Burnley opens up the season. Yep. Burnley. Football club. How do you know? This is Frank's we'll song, everybody. Frank loves Burnley football club. And support boys. You, Dave. Make sure Burnley that versus Southampton this weekend, noise. Sunday
3: at eight thirty. Will you be watching
1: that, Frank? You,
2: uh, you had this way of just ruining things for me and making me have no interest Why? in certain topics. Why? Just. Uh, just how you Just, just irritate you Yeah, just your personality It's is just it, you uh,
1: For it, who you are Is it sort of like you Shouting random retired Or fictional golfers While I'm trying to interview somebody About the PGA
3: Championship That was, that was funny That was very funny That was not funny I think, funny at I think all. your
2: listeners Will look back at that As a best of That was not <laughs> That was great That's horrible That was horrible well, when Roy McAvoy wins this weekend, we'll see how horrible. <laughs> see how bad that was.
3: Here, here Frank, this will make you laugh. Hey, Alexa, what do you? What bothers you most about uh, Dave?
0: Dave Latour drives me crazy with that stupid soccer song.
3: <laughs>
1: See, isn't that great, Alexa knows. How long did it take you to to put that together? Like three days?
3: No, oh, man, I got I got a special thing I've learned from Alexa. my buddy Glenn Hamilton. Did she? Can you ask her
1: any other uh, questions about can, the show?
3: I can. I can type. Uh, I can create. Great.
1: Now this elector over by my desk is talking because she keeps hearing her name, <laughs> hey, Alexa. Alexa, shut up! Jeez. Do you want to hear what I'm not watching? Want to hear about what I'm not watching, and I'll never watch the Bachelorette. Oh, besides The Bachelorette. (laughs) I don't know how anybody watches The Bachelorette, by the way. It is the most empty, vapid show. American Idol. Yeah, I don't watch American Idol either. Actually, something more mainstream than both of them. I could care less about the the NFL Hall of Fame. I love the American experience. I could care less about the NFL Hall of Fame. I could care less about Hall of Fames in general. I'm a 48-year-old man. I don't give a crap if somebody from the Pittsburgh Steelers who I root for gets in the Hall of Fame. It doesn't matter to me. Huh. you know. And so now the Hall of Fame, for whatever, when you're younger, though, you like it. And so I would watch when Terry Bradshaw would get into the Hall of Fame or mean Joe, Joe Green. Namath. And they'd get up and they would give principled speeches and You know, they get up there at the lectern and they speak it. And now, ever since, uh, it started with, I think, Michael Irvin and then Deion Sanders and and Ray. Now, everybody's got to cry and everybody's got to make the speech about them. Hmm. You know, and the latest one to make the Hall of Fame all about them was Ray Lewis. And this is part of his speech.
5: How about about protecting our children from a terrifying life of being sex trafficked? I lose my mind if my daughter got sick. How about helping our neighbors that can't afford their medicine? How can we do this? How can we come together? The answer is simple. The answer is love.
1: The answer is love. It Joel, always is. It's Joel Osteen right there. He was just laying like, it out. If you leave our show with anything today, just remember that the pro- all the problems in ills of society can be solved, Frank. With love.
3: We learned that at the Royal Wedding. I mean, just
1: shut up. Yes. Just shut up. Just give a speech about football, man. Okay? It's football. We're talking about the NFL, man. We're talking about the NFL where a quarterback like Jameis Winston can grope an Uber driver and get a uh, three-game suspension. That's the kind of crap we're talking about. And yet we exalt these guys. We lift them up. You know who I want to know about and I don't know about? Shame on me. Who the hell's in the Physics Hall of Fame? That's the kind of stuff we should know. Who's in the you know, who's in the life sciences Hall of Fame? You know, who makes differences in people's lives, saves lives. No, but we have a whole weekend long celebration and millions of people turn into the NFL Hall of Fame game. You know, and Ray Lewis who was involved in a uh, murder trial where he was not accused, but he had a as everybody knows, a white suit that night. Covered in blood that somehow disappeared yeah, and nobody ever found. Yeah, Parks. What do you think about that, buddy? Huh?
3: I might have to change my mind. Now. Yeah, this stuff's
1: ridiculous, in man. How breaks. we how we lift these guys up? Jameis Winston, oh, Ray Lewis. I mean, you it's know, crazy. they're all punks. So many of them are punks. Yeah. All <laughs> right, so I'm off. I'm off my. I'm off my. Uh, bring it home. <laughs> bring it home. I'm off that. I'm. I just. I'm calming down. I just I want to come down a little bit. I was a little peeved at Frank for I think ruining the golf segment with the, and and now you know the Hall of Fame stuff just has me all pissed off.
2: That's but, a total lie. First of all, you weren't worked up about the golf up. segment.
1: I was worked up. I th- I've I
2: seen you worked up before. I thought, That's I, not worked up. I thought I I thought what, you did, there, I thought what you did there. I thought
1: what you did there was wrong. I thought what you did there was wrong. I thought it was wrong. Oh, I thought it was funny. I thought it was great. Yeah. To this interrupt some somebody we have on the show Chip to just laughing. throw names out there. It's Chip.
3: Chip yeah. was chuckling. Yeah. Okay. Maybe right. you should suspend
1: me, Dave. Whatever. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you should throw a fine at me.
3: You gotta You got it. You and Jameis Winston get four games. Yeah. Maybe you should like. No. No. Let no. See the way the NFL works.
1: The way the NFL works. if my speech. If, Dave. if the NFL was penalizing Frank, they would suspend him for eight games. Yes. But Jameis Winston would four. only get three. He got three games. Bring maybe that segment needed a little Bring pick me up, Dave. I don't think it did. I don't think it did. Okay. You it was tell, about me winning $3,000.
2: Okay. so me you getting into for me tell to tell win 3000 a 40 3, year old woman out there that listens to this show on a regular basis, yes. if she cares about what's going on in the PGA tournament, about some. Spanish Frank, guy we don't know about Frank. The Spanish
1: destroying. It buff. was Italian. He was Italian. <laughs> Frank. Italian, sorry, Frank. I'm sorry that certain things in this show don't interest you, but that doesn't mean they they don't interest other people. Oh, please,
3: please bring this up. Come on, please. Yeah, for the love. We're of out of time. God. I mean, put, I got a problem put this with that. Ship, put this ship up against the dock,
1: please. I had a great show today. <laughs> I had a great show today. It was a great show it was. that I did. You're the best, Dave. And you, Parksy. Mr. Bumstead was great. And you, Parksy. It was a great show. I want to thank Brad Bumstead. I want to thank uh, Chip Richter, our favorite golf pro, even though Frank ruined his segment. And we'll be back next week with Latour Live and your men's fashion tips for the fall. I can't wait. You might want me out of the studio on that one. <laughs> Talk to you next week, gang.